The speed of the pack is determined by the speed of the leader. So if you don't have a solid foundation, how's your team going to have a solid foundation? If you're not working on your self-development, how's the team going to work on their self-development? If you don't have a vision for your agency, how's the team going to have a vision for their production? If you don't have a mental toughness to run a business, how's your team going to have a mental toughness to be able to meet with customers? So the big question is this, how do small business owners like us grow our business, grow our leadership and develop our teams in a way that allows us to get our products and services out of the world, yet still remain profitable? That is the question. And this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Bradley Hamner, and this is the Club Capital Leadership Podcast. Hey, before we get into today's episode, did you know that Club Capital is the largest accounting and advisory firm for insurance agency owners in the country, providing monthly accounting, CFO services, and tax preparation? Check them out at club.capital. Steve, excited to have you on the podcast today. Welcome. Man, I'm excited to be here. Let's get this work. <laughs> so we met Steve, Chris, and I did in Chicago just a few weeks ago. And the number one thing about you, Steve, is just your energy, just the energy that you bring. And so we're going to get into talking about your background and how you did go from the projects to the podium. So for those that don't know you, don't know your story, can you just walk us up to present day time? How did you get to where you are today? So here's the short version. So as you said, no, I grew up in the projects of Pensacola. Uh, barely graduated high school, 1.9 GPA. So I knew that college was not going to be for me. So I enlisted in the United States Marine Corps, Bradley, and that was the best thing that I ever could have done. Because let me tell you, once you can make it as a United States Marine, and I was in the infantry, if you could make it in the Marine Corps infantry, man, you can do anything. So I served my time in the Marine Corps. I did a four years active, four years reserve, so a total of eight years in the Marine Corps. I leave the Marine Corps and I spend the next 10 years as a law enforcement officer. So I actually worked at the police department, the sheriff's office. I did a undercover work with DEA. So that really kind of laid the foundation for my next career, which was State Farm. So I go to work at State Farm Insurance. I'm a team member for eight years. And the first two years, I struggled just like everybody else, right? Trying to sell insurance. And then something dawned on me like, duh. Why don't you just use everything that you've learned in the Marine Corps and the police department, and that can help you take your sales to the next level. So I went back to the basics. I went back to foundation. And so I started using the foundation that I had, mindset, mental toughness, having the right attitude, consistency, commitment, not quitting. And I started training the people around me to do the exact same thing. And I ended up being an agent aspirant which led me to end up being an approved candidate for agency. Most people don't know I'm an approved candidate for agency with State Farm. I turned down agency, believe it or not, two times because as a team member, I was consistently issuing over 100 life apps a year. My average premium was 72,000 in life premium. I was writing between 25 and 30 disability policies every year. I believe I was number one in the state of Florida in long-term care. When we could do long-term care, I was issuing 16 to 18 long-term care every single year. So I started traveling while I was a team member teaching agents and team members how to do the exact same thing, met an individual by the name of Bill Whitley, started traveling with him. And that is how I ended up where I am today, started my own company, Steve Speaks, because Steve never shuts up, it's too long. So <laughs> Steve Speaks, and that's how I went from the projects to the podium. 
and here I am with you guys today. Wow, that is awesome. That's the best introduction we've had. (laughs) (laughs) So first of all, we're just coming off Veterans Day. So thank you for your service to our country. Yes, sir. I do have to go back, though, because how did you go from the projects to the Marine Corps? I do want to ask that. So what was that decision like just going from there? Because that's a big decision to make. And what was the impact of that in your life? And obviously, I'm sure it had a big impact on how you do things today, like you said, going back to the basics. But can you just walk me through that part of it first? Sure. So again, most people when they graduate high school have an idea what they're going to do. I've got two sons. I got an 18-year-old. His name is Judah. He's going to follow my footsteps and my wife's footsteps, who's also a retired Navy chief, and he's enlisted into the Navy. But I got another son, Josiah, who's 16. And right now there's a huge book about this big called ACT something. I have no idea what that (laughs) means. And he just had me order that book because he wants to go to college. He's a magnum cum laude student at college. So me graduating from high school, again, barely graduated high school, I got to make a decision. I'm not going to stay in Pensacola and just work a regular job, fast food, not do anything. And of course, there are always recruiters at the high school. And recruiters said, believe it or not, I was going to join the Navy. And there was a guy who said, yeah, you better join the Navy because you couldn't make it in the Marine Corps. And there's (laughs) always just been something in me that I'm the type of person challenge me on something and I can't do it and I'll do it just to prove you wrong or die trying. And when I say that enlisting in the United States Marine Corps was the best thing that could have happened to me, it springboarded my career. I had no idea I was going to be a speaker or a teacher or a trainer, but just the mindset that, hey, you can do anything that you put your mind to. So when I'm traveling the country and I'm training agents and I'm training team members, what they really love uh, for Reddy and Bradley is they love the fact that my training is not just about insurance sales. Because here's what I say, your team member can't sell insurance if they're afraid. Your team member can't sell insurance if they're afraid to get out of their comfort zone, if they're not consistent, if they don't have any type of commitment, if they don't have the right mindset. And what separates me from a lot of people out there who are training team members, number one is this, I was a team member. I sat in that seat, rates going up, customers in front of you upset, agent with the pressure on you, right? So I've sat in that seat. So I speak from a place of experience, not from what I think will work, but from absolutely what works. And when I train team members, that's the first thing. Here's the second thing. We're going to deal with the fear. We're going to deal with the comfort zone. We're going to deal with the commitment, the consistency, having the proper mindset and attitude before I open my mouth about sales. Steve, so I've heard you tell this story before, and I know that in the past you've gotten emotional when this has been brought up, but I have to ask, because you're so passionate and you talk about the mindset, one of your high school teachers told you that you were not going to amount to something, amount to anything. How in the world did you overcome something like that that you said really impacted you? I think you even said in the past that you believed it. I did believe it. I'm and, a kid, so of course I believed it. And now you've gotten to the point to where obviously you're instilling belief in team members around the country. And you've probably seen it that maybe their owner, their agent, their family, other people have not believed in them. And you're teaching people to believe in themselves and how important mindset is. And yet you overcame somebody saying that you were not going to amount to anything. Can you just speak to that? And so here's something I always tell people, team members to always remember. And I'm really big with write it down. So when you're listening, I say, write this down, right? Never let someone else's opinion of you become your reality. And as a child, as a kid, a teenager, I was in the ninth grade when that happened. And I still remember the teacher. I still remember how I felt. And so I believed her because 
here is an adult, an authoritative figure, if you will. And listen, I'm not bashing teachers. We're talking about one person, right? One teacher here sure. who said you're never going to amount to anything. And so I took that and I believed it. And I'm telling you, I believed it in the ninth grade, the 10th grade, because I didn't have the smarts. So my grades were kind of buying into what she was saying. And being in the projects, you know, my mom did the best she could, but I didn't have any reinforcement at home. There was no dad. I didn't find out that the guy who I thought was my dad wasn't my dad until I was 30 years old and I got married. That's when I find out that the guy who I thought was my dad for those years wasn't. But I believed her. So I graduate high school. What am I going to do? Well, I got to do something. So I'm going to enlist in the Marine Corps. And what the Marine Corps does is this. They literally will break you down. Okay. The few, the proud for a reason. They don't want everyone. They're not taking everyone. But I had nothing else to go home to. So this was make it or break it. And when I made it, they build you up. You start going from phase to phase to phase. And when I left the Marine Corps, I had my mind set. Man, there is nothing that I cannot do if I put my mindset to it. And so is everybody else. Wow. Wow. That I'm sounds like fired. David Goggins. What's that? Yeah. Oh, you like David Goggins? I love David Goggins, man. That's my guy. Man. See, so for ready, check this out. That's what's important. Some of the listeners are probably going, who's David Goggins? People are filling their mind with a bunch of crap. I haven't listened to the radio since 2004. I listen to David Goggins. I listen to Eric Thomas. I go to Tony Robbins events. I listen to Les Brown. So these are the people that encourage you. And so if you're listening, what you're putting in your mind absolutely makes a difference. Junk in, junk out. You know, I say often to owners, I think the number one most important thing that you can give your team is energy. You do seemingly have boundless energy. Have you always had that? I mean, where did that come from, truly? (laughs) I don't have boundless energy. I promise you, right? There are bounds to my energy. It's just a lot more than the average person. But man, I am high on life. I love where I am now. And I more importantly, I love where God has taken me. I love being able to help people. I love to be able to inspire people, teach people, train people, motivate people, encourage people to let them know that you can do whatever it is that you want to do. So it comes from a place of this is my gift. All right. And so one of my business partners, his name is Tim Harrington. Tim is actually a state farm agent in Iowa. And so Tim and I are always talking about operating within your gift. So this is my gift. I was put here on this earth to do what I'm doing. So that's why it comes across so natural because it's my purpose. That's why I'm here, man. All right. So I want to talk to you about the jump that you made from being a highly successful State Farm team member, setting records, being recruited by the company to be an agent, and you decide, nope, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to make a flex. I'm going to make a change. and I'm going to go own my own company. I mean, that's a big leap. That's a big jump, right? (laughs) So just talk to us about that. Yeah. So one of my favorite quotes is jump and the net will appear. Mm. And so I absolutely believe that too many times in life, people wait to see safety. People wait to see a net and then they jump. And so I believe in taking calculated risks. So my wife, you know, she's retired Navy and she's here in Pensacola. So she's that financial advisor with Edward Jones. So her business was already set up. So the plan was, I'm going to open an agency. You've got your financial business. Oh my goodness, this is going to be great. We can be sending business back and forth. So I was being offered an agency literally all across the state of Florida. I was getting calls and emails from sales leaders all over the country. But I wasn't willing to pick up my family and move out of Pensacola because my wife's business was already here. So while I was a team member, I'm traveling from state to state to state, 
teaching and training. So I get a call from the sales leader. Hey, we got something in Pensacola. I'm saying, great. What is it? They said, scratch agency. You can be right over here. And I'm like, uh, nah, that's okay. I'm good. I'll wait for an actual book of business. So I keep teaching. I keep traveling. I don't know, maybe six months go by. Hey, we got an agency for you right here in Pensacola. And at that time, I had to make the decision. Do I keep doing what I'm doing, right? Operating in my gift. And this is the way I see it. Operating in my gift on my own, taking that leap, jumping with no net, or do I do what's safe? And to go be a State Farm agent would have been very safe, but I would not have been operating in my gift. I turned down the agency. I resigned from State Farm. And when I tell you it has not been easy, but it is the best business decision I have made, man. I'm living my dream. Somebody asked you 15 years ago that you would own your own business, travel in the country, speaking, training, coaching, motivating. What would you say? I would say, who are you talking about? Not me. (laughs) (laughs) Not me. Never. This was not a dream. I didn't grow up saying I want to be a speaker again or a teacher or a trainer. This was not me. But it's all in God's planning, all in his timing. Well, can you elaborate on some of the specific programs that you and your team have created to help insurance agents? So the best one, as I would say, is our training program. We have phase one and phase two. So phase one, I call it, and all of my stuff is named after military stuff, Marine Corps stuff, right? And so we got a path one, if you will, and it's called super squad coaching. And that's the personal coaching. So again, myself and my business partner, Tim Harrington, we will coach a team personally through Zoom, like we're doing right now or on the phone, and they get two calls a month, and we teach them what I talked about earlier. We lay the foundation first. Then we deal with the mindset. Then we talk about things you must do, things you must know. We build that foundation before we ever teach them how to sell anything. And the feedback we get from team members, hands down, oh my goodness, Steve, best training that we've ever been to. You're causing me to think a different way I never thought before. No one's ever covered this with me before. We have something called the cycle of fear. And when we teach on the cycle of fear, team members' minds are blown away because they're going, oh, my God, that is it. That's why I won't make the phone call. That's why I won't talk to the customer. You you see what I mean? If you don't deal with that and then agents are upset with their team because they won't make the phone call, you're not dealing with the fear. You see what I mean? So we deal with that before we teach them how to sell anything. All right. So you got to give us a nugget here, right? I've heard this so many times and I'm guilty of saying it myself. Okay. And I know you're going to just chew this one up and spit it out. (laughs) (laughs) But every business owner has people on their team, maybe their entire team that has call reluctance. Call (laughs) reluctance. All right. So talk to us about that. Talk to us about how we can help our teams overcome call reluctance. I'm about to blow your mind here, right? So the first thing I'm going to tell you is this, Bradley, there is no such thing as call reluctance. Mind blown, right? Here's what I teach people. If your team member knew that every time they picked up the phone, they were going to make a sale, would they be reluctant to call? No, No no way. It's no such thing as call reluctance. It's the rejection on the other end of the line that they're afraid of. It's the no on the other end of the line that they're afraid of. So we deal with what's called the root cause, okay? We deal with fear. We deal with rejection. We deal with no. There's a really good book called Go For No. And I'm trying to think of the author. I want to say it's Schwartz. But the, oh, there you go. There you go. Did I get the name right? Is it Schwartz? Bradley pulls it out. No big deal. (laughs) Richard, Richard Fenton. 
and Andrea Waltz. We'll put a link Waltz. in the show notes. We'll put thank a link you. in the show thank notes you, for you, everybody. Thank you. Boom. The- there you go. See, so it goes back to that personal development I was talking about earlier, right? So I would say to the team, have you guys read the book, Go for No? They would probably go, no, what are you talking about? What is that? I say, that's the problem. Get the book. Read the book. Because if you understand that the word no means, it helps you with dealing with no, right? So we teach things, and real quick here, we teach things like from the time that we're born to the time that we're 18 years old, it's been documented that the average person hears the word no about half a million times. Wow. From birth to 18, not 50, from birth to 18. And you would think that we would be used to the word no by then, right? So the world has been programming us no, 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 no. So that's what we deal with. And we teach team members how they can use that word no to their advantage. 10 no's get you a sale. You're looking at the word no all the wrong way. But if we can reprogram their mind, they look for the no's. They're not worried about the no's. We teach be married to the process, divorce the results. You're basically advising them like get no's. Pick up the phone, get a no. After 10 no's, you are going to get the sale. You're going to get the sale. And how about this for ready? Because we also teach about follow-up. The nine people that told you no, you got to keep their names. You got to write down the reason they told you no. We're going to teach you how to overcome some of those objections because the key is to make 10 calls. You may get nine no's and one yes. We want to teach you to make those 10 calls. And now you're going to start getting two yeses. Mm -hmm. Make those 10 calls. Now you're going to start getting three yeses, four yeses, five yeses. You know, where you're 50-50. And the other five, you're going to make those sales just not right now. Those sales are going to come next month, three months from now, six months from now, a year from now, five years from now. So if the team member understands that, they know that every call they make will eventually be a sale. Are you an agency owner looking to grow your revenue and increase your bottom line? Club Capital is here to help. Built for agents by agents. So we know your struggles. With accounting, payroll, and HR solutions, tax services, analytics, and more, let's get you on the path to serious success. Using data-driven insights, you'll grow your business based on revenue and expense comparisons alongside your top-performing peers. With over $100 million in tracked annual revenue and $70 million in tracked annual expenses, we have the data to help you make better informed decisions for your agency. Let's make your back office less of a hassle and more of the strategic generator that powers the growth to take your agency and your leadership to the next level. Visit club.capital today to book your complimentary, no obligation demo. Club Capital, way more than a CPA firm. I love the fact that you start with the mindset and how the team thinks about it because they want the word track. What do I need to say? But it's everything else that goes around that because it's not just the words. I mean, it's easy. You could just give the words. I mean, you could Google insurance sales word track and I'm sure there'd be thousands of hits on that. But I think it's the mindset that's the most important. It's everything else that goes around it. I mean, honestly, like in our coaching, when we're working with an owner, the very first thing we start with is lead yourself first because you can't lead others if you don't lead yourself first. And that's really the same thing that you're saying with the teams. Absolutely. So that's why Club Capital is doing what it's doing because you've got to deal with this first before you can deal with this over here. And listen, I don't have to knock other people who are out there doing any type of training. I know what works. People ask me, How did you have this type of production? And I really say, are you really ready to know how I had this type of production? Because if the foundation is not set, you are spinning your wheels and you are wasting your time by handing your team member a word track or video 
or something is yeah. saying, go do it. They're not going to do it. All right. So that's super squad coaching. Super squad coaching. Yes. Okay. So what else you got? Then I've got infantry training school. Oorah, infantry, 0311. So I've got infantry training school. You get the same thing like in super squad coaching, except this is group coaching for agents. So the agent says, you know what? I may not want to pay to have Steve all to myself or Tim all to myself. I'm willing to share Steve and Tim on a group call, two calls a month, two Zoom calls. And the curriculum is the same, except there's no back and forth. There's no feedback. There's no scrimmaging. There's no role play. And so the cost is about half. And we have a lot of agents who take advantage of that. As a matter of fact, we have a class going on now. The next one is starting January 13th, guys, 2020. January 13th, 2020, the next ITS Infantry Training School class is starting. When they need to sign up for that. They better get their space right now. (laughs) We'll talk about it at the end of the call. We'll tell them how to get in contact with me. (laughs) Steve, you've worked with so many teams and so many team members. And so people that are listening to this are leaders. They're leading their teams right now. What's the one thing that they could take away today that they could go back to their teams tomorrow whenever they listen to this podcast And they could begin to work on that right away. One thing. The one thing, one word, foundation. That is the one thing. It's just like a house. You could build a beautiful house, right? But if you don't have a strong foundation, it's going to fall. So the one thing, I'll go back to what Club Capital does. The one thing I would tell the agent is to lead yourself first. The speed of the pack is determined by the speed of the leader. So if you don't have a solid foundation, how's your team going to have a solid foundation? If you're not working on your self-development, how's the team going to work on their self-development? If you don't have a vision for your agency, how's the team going to have a vision for their production? If you don't have a mental toughness to run a business, how's your team going to have a mental toughness to be able to meet with customers? Isn't it amazing to me? And Chris, I mean, you speak with so many owners too. You see this, is that the strengths of the team typically are the strengths of the owner and the weaknesses of the team are typically the weaknesses of the owner. Isn't that something that you see that? Yeah, of course, of course. And so a lot of times I talk to agents And I say, you always hire the expert. Think about this. You know as well as I do, there are agents out there who are trying to run their business. And it's not an easy thing to do to run a business successfully. So they're making mistakes over here, making mistakes over there, when what they should do is pick up the phone and call Club Capital. Hmm. What they should do is hire the expert to teach them how to run that business. And when they don't, that's when they flounder. Yeah. It's the same thing with training your team. Yeah. I've got agents. I say, do you know how to train your team? They say, yeah. I say, okay, what's the first thing you're doing? Well, I'm giving them the word track. And I said, you <laughs> lost it right there. <laughs> you hire the expert. And yep. so our program, it's a six-month program. So over the next six months, you listen. We teach you what to do. So when that six months is over, then you can go and do it yourself. But what happens is this, 80% of the people after they do the six month program say, you know what, this is great. We want to keep it going. We don't want to do it. We want you and Tim to keep doing it. And after a year, you're fired. <laughs> We're not coaching you past a year. <laughs> I have to say this for our listeners. This is really important. He mentioned this. I think it's worth really making this to be a focal point. Steve, you were a very highly successful team member. You have sat in the shoes or in the seat. You've been in the shoes of the team members of all of these agency offices around the country. So you understand the pressures that they're getting from their agent. You understand what the dynamics are within the team. 
so you've been there before, whereas like for myself, I have not. I was not in those shoes. I've been a business owner, so I can relate to the other business owners, but I've never sat in those shoes. And so can you just speak to and share with us some of the things that you've seen whenever you've worked with team members around the country, how they relate and connect with you because you've actually been in their spot? Of course. And so that's why I love working with Club Capital, because I have not been an agent. All right. So when agents, believe it or not, will call me and ask me business questions and I'm going, I don't know. I stay in my lane. That is not <laughs> that is not my lane. <laughs> you got to call Club Capital to get that taken care of. Yep. Now, if you got a question about your team, then I can help you with that. But you're absolutely right, Bradley. And I've had agents say that's the reason they've hired me is because of that. I take away all the team's excuses. The team can say to the agent, you don't understand. Mm. You haven't been a team member or you used to be a team member and you forgot. You don't know what the customer's saying to me. When I come and I do training, I take away all those excuses. Approved candidate for agency? Yes, never was an agent. So all the success I had comes from rates were still going through the roof. Every six months, rate increases. Customers were still upset. Once the girls in my office had a pool or a bet. And what they did is they set all the customers who were pissed off, they set all those customers to come in the office and meet with me. Yes, <laughs> to me, right? Because oh, <laughs> we had, I mean, first off, I'm in Florida. So in Florida, when I first got hired with State Farm, all the fire was being canceled. You could not write fire. And I'm brand new. I'm like, why are you guys upset about fire? Why would you want to write fire? I don't understand what that means. You can't write fire, right? So customers were upset everybody's being canceled. Rates are going up. They set all these people that were upset to come and meet with me and they tracked how many people left. Not one person left the agency. More people walked out with higher limits or at least a life insurance policy. Back then we could write long-term care. I was issuing between 16 and 18 long-term care policies. No one left because you got to have the right mindset. You got to have the right mental toughness. So when I come in and do training, the team member doesn't get to use any of their excuses. And I want to give you my favorite quote on excuses. And if you've got my card, you know it's on the back of my card, right? And how about this? I've got four children, Judas 18, Josiah 16, Joy is 12, and Jaina is 10. And all four of my kids can quote this on demand. Excuses are the tools of the incompetent used to build monuments of nothingness. And those who specialize in the frequent use of them seldom succeed at anything else. Therefore, I have no excuses. So you've got to have your own mantra when it comes to excuses. Because guys, when I lost all of my excuses, I found all of my results. You can make excuses or you can make money, but you cannot do both. Oh my God, I love that. And one thing that comes to mind when you bring up that quote, it's actually an acronym that you mentioned at the Full House Study Group. <laughs> Can you please uh, just I, you know what? <laughs> talk about that again? I just posted it on Facebook today. <laughs> I'm talking about go. excuses and dreams. And so the acronym, again, everything I do is Marine Corps. So it's a Marine Corps acronym and it's called SITFU, S-I-T-F-U. And so I say, in your agency, you've got to develop a SITFU agency. And they say, well, what is SITFU? And it's suck it up. You can fill in the rest. Suck it the <laughs> up. <laughs> so you never have to say what it means. You can just simply say SITFU, right? So if I'm working with Ferretti, he starts complaining, man, I can't believe these rates and the team is there. Hey, Ferretti, 
Sit food. Let's get this done. Bradley's like, but you don't understand. The customer is, hey, hey, Bradley, sit food. Let's get it done. So you got to develop that culture within your agency. Yeah, it is a culture, right? It's a culture. It's a mind shift. It's actually who the office needs to become. That's what they are. It's who they are, right? Yes. It's not just a saying. It's not just an acronym. It's actually who they are. Yes. Your being, your substance, who you are. So I wanted you to tell the, I won't say it's a story. It's more like a fable about the life raft and the lifeboats and throwing the life jackets. Can you talk about that? Because I think that that is a story that agents could pick up and go and tell to their teams because, you know, in most sales, you're going to close only maybe 15 to 25% of the sales or the quotes or the presentations or whatever the sales is. And so they face a lot of rejection. Can you talk about that? Because I've heard you tell that story before and I think it's a really good one. Yep. It goes to back what we talked about early is the having a proper mindset. And I actually heard this story from my other business partner. His name is Bill Whitley with the Risk Advisor Institute. So our companies is the Risk Advisor Institute powered by Steve Speaks. And so the story is simply this. So team members or agents, here's how you want to position this for your team. Because a lot of team members, we just talked about the mindset. Bradley just talked about it. Rejection, hearing the word no. They're thinking about it all the wrong way. So imagine that you are on a lifeboat and imagine that your customers are in the water surrounding you and they're doing every single thing they can to stay afloat. And because you want to save as many lives as you can, you're throwing your customers life jackets as fast as you can, trying to save as many lives as you can. Now I want you to imagine that some of your customers will take that life jacket and they hold on for dear life. But what if you threw a life jacket to a customer and they didn't want that life jacket. They just threw it away. You see, if that happened in real life, you would not feel rejection because that customer didn't want your life jacket. You wouldn't feel fear. You wouldn't feel like, oh my goodness, I don't want to get out of my comfort zone. You would actually feel sorry for that customer. You'd be like, what's wrong with you? I'm trying to save your life. Take my life jacket. And just because the first customer did not want your life jacket, it would not stop you from throwing a life jacket to the next customer or the next customer that's in the water because you're trying to save as many lives as you can. That's the mindset that you must have when customers come in to meet with you. You're simply throwing life jackets as fast as you can. Some of your customers will take that life jacket, but if a customer does not want your life jacket, you should feel sorry for them and it should not stop you from throwing that life jacket, that life insurance, that umbrella policy, that disability policy, that retirement, whatever the case may be to the next customer that comes in, you've got to keep throwing those life jackets. At that point in time, it's like it legitimately becomes your responsibility to reach out to as many people as possible to try to save them. Yes. Listen, I'm telling you, we cover this in our training. This is all in mindset. We challenge team members. So we tell team members, they say, we deal with fear, we deal with comfort zone. And when they're not producing, they're not asking a question, they're not making the phone calls. What we really tell them is to say, you know what? You're really making this about you, not about the customer. You're really being selfish right now. They Mm -hmm. say, what are you talking about? You're more concerned about your feelings than doing the right thing for the customer. So you're making this all about you. Shame Mm -hmm. on you for that. I mean, let's be honest. There's a lot of noise in business. There's a lot of coaches out there and they do great work and they have their thing. They have their specific and they connect and relate and they do a good job for what they do. But what do you think makes you guys 
unique? I mean, obviously, we've talked about the fact that you've been in a team member's shoes. You've been there before. Obviously, people can tell on the podcast your energy that you're going to bring, the excitement, the motivation, the inspiration. You've got an amazing story to tell. But really, whenever you get down to some tactical things, what do you think separates you guys? So I would say for me and definitely for Tim, because Tim, if you hear Tim Harrington, unless you see us, our voices sound the same. People cannot tell us apart. Same mindset, same everything. And so I definitely want you guys to interview Tim. you see what I'm talking about. But the first thing I would say is this. I know for a fact that I am not for everyone. And I am so okay with that. I've had agents tell me my team could not handle you. I've had agents tell me, can you calm it down just a little bit? The answer is no, I cannot calm it down. I've had agents tell me, hey, when you get on this training call, leave Bradley alone. You know, he's kind of timid. And we, no, that is not what I do. You hire me to do a job. Now, you can fire me, but you're not going to tell me how to do my job. So the first thing is this if you're listening, I may not be for you. And I am so okay with that, but I am going to be me. So I think there are a lot of people out there, a lot of other coaches out there that want to get everyone. Oh my God, I want everyone. I'll bend to their will. I'll do what they want. That's just not what we're going to do here at Steve Speaks. We fire agents all the time. I know that sounds crazy, right? (laughs) We fire agents all the time. You are not going to tell us how to run the business. Mm. And sometimes agents will hire us and they see, because we hold team members accountable, we hold team members accountable for their goals. We hold them accountable for their lead and lag measures. We hold them accountable for doing their homework. Now, what we cannot do is impose rewards and consequences. So if Bradley, if I'm coaching Bradley and Ferretti, you're the agent, I'd say, Ferretti, Bradley didn't do this. He didn't do this. He didn't do this. So until he gets those things done, he can't come to the next call. And then Ferretti says, no, I really, I say, okay, when he gets the work done, he can come to the next call because I'm not going to waste my time with him if he's not going to do the work. And Ferretti, what are you going to do in your agency? And if you're coddling Bradley and holding Bradley's hand and Bradley doesn't have to do the work and I want him on the next call, thank you so much, Ferretti. This is not going to work between us. I really appreciate that. I love so that. that separates us. And we deal, again, with the nitty gritty. If you hire us, call one, I'm not teaching your team how to sell anything. Call two, I'm not teaching your team how to sell anything. It's November. Steve, it's November and we don't have our life numbers. Can we hire you and you teach? Yeah, I'll teach how to sell life in February of next year. So I don't bend to agents' will. Here's a program that works. Work the program so you're not stuck in 2020 like you are in November 2019. I think it's great because I love the fact that you're just a genuine person. I think people can tell that. And you're not going to change who you are, nor should you, because you've seen the success. But the thing is, is that you're willing to challenge directly, but yet you care personally. I mean, that came directly from Radical Candor, the book by Kim Scott. And I think because you do care so much about people getting results out of the program that you are willing to challenge them. Yes, absolutely. So it's, we call it MEC. We motivate, we educate, and we will challenge you. So if you don't want to be motivated, you want to be educated, and you don't want to be challenged, Steve Speaks is not the company for you to hire. Yeah, that's the new Mac, right? That's the new Mac. We know about the Mac and life insurance. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. Man, that's incredible. I would say that accountability, like everything that I just heard, I can just sum it up with one word, and it's accountability. Like if you're not ready to have somebody hold you and your team accountable, 
don't hire Steve Speaks. Hey, how about this? David Goggins, right? His quote, the further away you get from accountability, the weaker you become. 100% agree with them. And I love David Goggins. We'll be held accountable. All right. So we ready to do some rapid fire questions? Let's do it. All right. So here we go. We're going to go on the E9. Are you ready for this, Steve? (laughs) I think I might be able to handle it. Let's go. Now, I have heard you say this before, that successful people read. Yes. Question number one, what's the last book you read? I'm reading a book right now called Leader Shift. It's by John Maxwell. Leader Shift. Hmm, I want to go check that out. Yeah, check it out. What's a book that you would recommend the most? Like, what's the book that you would recommend the most, actually? For our listeners, 12 Pillars by Jim Rohn, R-O-H-N. It's a story about a salesperson. It's a very easy read, so it's not a really thick book. And so, agents, I do not want the agents to buy the book for the team member. You tell the team member about the book. You tell the team member, hey, this book is going to help you in life. It's going to help you in sales. It's a really easy read. It's told in story format. Give them the information. The team member has to spend their own money to buy the book. Because one of my favorite things I tell the team when we're coaching them is this. You must be an active participant in your own success. You can't sit around and expect the agent to do everything for you. Spend the money. It's not what the book costs. It's what it will cost you if you don't read the book. What's the one thing you can't live without in your life? God. Ooh, love that. God, God. Guys, guess what? I have been fired because agents have told me don't mention God. Now, I don't want people to think that when I get on the line, boom, we're praying and we're Holy Spirit and that's not the type of training we do. But if something comes up and I say, God, that's just who I am. Okay. So the one thing I cannot live without, will not live without, will not compromise is God. Love it. Who's your superhero and why? (laughs) Iron Man. Iron Man. (laughs) My kids got me in Marvel movies. And so I like Iron Man. Actually, it's not Iron Man. It's Tony Stark that I like. He's extremely confident. Some people think he's very cocky. But in the end, he cares. You've mentioned this, Bradley. He really does have a heart for people and he cares for people. He has this mean, you know, this hysteria on the outside. And a lot of people look at me that way. They think Marine, they think hard, you know, one of the best compliments I ever got. My son didn't even realize it. I got an 18-year-old and 6-year-old son who loved to hang out with dad. And my 16-year-old was talking to somebody and I think I'd stumped my toe or something. It was hurting to my dad. And my 60-year-old said, my goodness, the strongest person that I know is over there whining. So he didn't even realize that I heard him say that I'm the strongest person that he knows. So everybody sees me that way. So that's why I like Tony Stark. One person, dead or alive, that inspires you? Just one? Dude, that would not even be fair. (laughs) There are so many people that inspires me. That's not even a fair question. (laughs) Because if I give you an answer, then I exclude everybody else. This is going to hurt. I would say if I could meet somebody, how about if I can meet somebody right now that inspires me, then it would be E.T., Eric Thomas. Oh, yeah. Nice. I love love it. It would be E.T. But there's so many people that inspire me right now. I love Eric Thomas. I think he's got a great message. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What's your favorite non-work hobby? My favorite non-work hobby? (laughs) Poker. (laughs) Oh, okay. No limit poker. One, three, no limit. I live about an hour and a half from uh, Biloxi, and I got a buddy of mine. He's a retired master chief. And so about every two months, we'll take a day off, 
we have a ritual. We go, we have breakfast on the way there. We go over, he plays craps, I play poker. And then we come home that night about seven or eight o'clock. So that it. relaxes me. All right, next time we see each other at a conference, I'm not playing you in Texas Hall. <laughs> no, no, that. no, come on, I'll teach you, it's yeah. fun. Yeah, right, you'll teach me, sure. <laughs> All right. I think I know the answer to this question, but if you had not gone into coaching, what do you think you'd be doing right now? If I had not gone into coaching, I think I would have still went to be a State Farm agent. But honestly, I don't know if it would have lasted because, again, as humbly as I can say, I do believe I would have been one of the top agents. And then what happens when you're a top agent, you still get invited to speak, to teach, to train. And I still think it will eventually have led me to where I am today. So to be able to come full circle. What a great feeling to know that you're operating within your gift and that you cannot see yourself. No matter how many times people ask you, you cannot see yourself doing anything else. I feel like that's got to be the best feeling in the world for sure. It is. And I've had agents because when I go and teach and train again, guys, I promise you, everybody, everybody says best training we've ever been to. And so I've had agents say, oh, my God, how could you have given up State Farm Agency? Why did you not go? I'm like, are you kidding me? I am living my dream. I am operating in my gift. Literally, I wake up every day going, all right, whose life am I going to change today? This podcast? (laughs) I'm like, let's remember, because we were supposed to do it last week, and I cracked my tooth. I had to go to the dentist that day. And I wasn't going to say anything, right? Because I did not want to not do the podcast. (laughs) So I would have been like, (laughs) so I know that this podcast that you guys are doing is changing people's lives. And if I can be a, just a little part of that, man, I have done what God has called me to do this day on November 14th. Now, November 15th, I don't know what he's going to call me to do, but for the 14th, boom, my job is done. What's your favorite sports team right now? <laughs> <laughs> if I could take you into my Miami Dolphins room. Ooh, right? <laughs> well, I lived in Miami, right? We only won two games, but it goes to loyalty. So I'm a loyal, loyal fan. I have a Dolphins room. I've got 76 Miami Dolphin ball caps. I got a couple of jerseys and football signed by some of the players. So uh, I'm still a Dolphins fan. Now they have won back-to-back games, granted, but I mean, yep. still to be a Dolphins fan, that's tough sledding right now. That is tough, but you know what, man? Remember this, people that's listen, write this down. Struggle makes you stronger. You do not become better when things are easy. You become better when you struggle and have to achieve something. Man, I'm going to write that down. (laughs) I'm serious. All right, last question. Number nine, best piece of advice you've ever been given? This is so cliche, but I promise you it's why I am here today, guys. Do not give up. It's going to get hard. Do not give up. You're going to want to quit. Do not give up. People, teachers will tell you you're never going to amount to anything. Do not give up. Customers are going to tell you, I don't want it. I can't afford it. Leave me alone. Get out of my face. Do not give up. People around you will come down on you so hard. Circumstances will come down on you so hard. Remember this. You're allowed to scream. You are allowed to cry, but you are not allowed to give up. Do not give up. Tell you what, we could end the podcast on a better note. That was awesome. Steve, if people want to know more about you, what you and Tim are doing and Steve Speaks, how can they best get in touch with you? Guys, I would love to hear from you. I want to give you my email address and my website. Email address, very simple, steve at stevewilmer.com. 
And that's W-I-L-M-E-R, Steve at SteveWilmer.com. My website, SteveWilmer.com. <laughs> so really easy to get in contact with me. You have any questions, you need any help with anything, I would absolutely love to be able to help you. Steve, this has been fantastic. We have just thoroughly enjoyed having you on the program. I'm fired up. I'm ready to go out and make some sales calls right now myself. I'm telling you, this is Dude, great. I'm, I'm ready to run through a wall right now. Like I feel like I just had a Red Bull or something. <laughs> well, guys, two things. Number one, I appreciate what you guys do at Club Capital, helping those business owners out there. They need help whether they realize it you know, or not. That's why I say hire the expert, guys. Stop trying to figure all this stuff out by yourself and get the experts in there to be able to help you with your business. And the second thing, I want to thank you guys for allowing me to be here and share with you today. I really, really appreciate that. It's been great. Hopefully you'll come back on the podcast in the future. Man, have me anytime. I'll be here. We thank you for your time, Steve. Thank you. Thank you so much, guys. I appreciate you. God bless you.